Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello and welcome. Delighted to be spending this day with you with all the great tech stories. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier. And we are Computer and Technology Radio. We've got lots of interesting stories today. What's new with Twitter and Elon? Very important stuff going on there. Give you some apps from the Ukraine that you can actually uh, help to support the Ukraine and the collapse of CNN+. Plus. Uh, tell your friends about us. You can find us on all the streaming services, iTunes, iHeartRadio, just about everywhere you find it, you'll find us. And uh, Marsha, hello, and uh, how's your day? Oh, hey, it's Saturday for me, so I'm happy. It is, yeah. I'm happy, but right. I'm cleaning out my old office, uh, which, you know, you know the deep cleaning you have to do every decade or so? <laughs> yeah, give or take, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing, and I'm just freaking out because I have so many CDs, DVDs, and all that. You know, you should not be throwing those away because the plastic cases don't de decompose, right? So mm -hmm. they give off toxic fumes if they're burned. I mean, it's, so I, I'm at a loss. I think they're all going to goodwill, and then it's their guilt. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there you go. Exactly. And by the way, just Marsha mentioned Saturday. We, we Just for those of you who don't know how we work, we tape the show on Saturday. Uh, we release, release it uh, to the podcast on Sunday, and uh, then it runs from there. So uh, one day maybe we'll go back to being live if we can figure out how to do that. But yeah, we'll do that. Uh, and yeah, did I say tape? Yeah, I guess I said yeah, tape. Yeah, you said well, tape. Uh, record. It's, it's record. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, record. The old days of, of tapes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I still uh, uh, get my uh, 8-track tape player and listen to the show on my 8-track tape player. Oh, uh, I totally probably still believe it. I bet you can still find those. Yeah, I bet you can find those still on eBay if you uh, look hard enough. So yep. uh, anyway, so how was, again, how was your week? Everything else is okay with uh, you? Everything good. I mean, Twitter has become a fun place again, I got to tell you. And that kind of leads into our, our first story. But Twitter has become fun. We'll talk yeah. a little about that. What have you been doing in tech? <laughs> uh, nothing. I've been... Pretty quiet, yeah. A pretty quiet week. Nothing too exciting for me. Just you know, you're a lot not of all excited about around. the iPhone 14. Uh, Twitter was the big story. You're not excited yeah, about you the know, iPhone 14. I have to say, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I you know, it's fine. I mean, every time I get excited about it, and then I get it, and I go, I don't know. This doesn't seem all that different to me than the iPhone 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, or 7. You know, oh, it's a little faster. I can never tell the difference. You know, oh, there's more storage. Okay. Well, there's prettier colors, but for the most part, I and many other idiots across the planet upgrade the day it happens, and I'm not really sure why, but, you know, what can I tell you? Well, you have a need to support Apple. <laughs> I do. I do. They, they don't make enough money, so I'm, I'm there for them. Uh, but, yeah, no. So, uh, Twitter. So, Elon Musk, his deal's going through to purchase um, Twitter. And apparently you found he's got a new CEO lined up? Well, I mean, if the whole thing is the amusement for the week is following his tweets. He doesn't tweet that often, just a couple times a day. And they're hysterical, hysterical. Uh, he tweeted back to AOC, which was funny. And she tweeted back to him and realized that, it could be misconstrued, so she deleted it, which started 12 hours worth of 
AOC loves Elon, hashtag tweeting. <laughs> it was oh, what did ridiculous. she delete? What, what had she said that she deleted? Well, okay. Now, I didn't have it to set up for this, but um, Elon had said something to the effect of uh, blah, 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 blah. I, I, I don't quite remember. And okay. it, it was in answer to a tweet that she had done. And then the answer he had was, I'm shy. You got to stop hitting on me. She was talking about rich CEOs. Okay. And then she said, oh, okay. Well, I was talking about Mark Zuckerberg, which technically she was if you read the tweet, but it was misconstrued by everybody. (laughs) And Uh, seriously, 12 hours of hysterical memes and tweets because, you know, I'm not on Twitter for the politics. I don't care about the politics. I'm there for the entertainment value of Twitter, of which there is so much. You don't have to get bogged down in the the BS of the nonsense. I mean, for example, uh, Elon tweeted out that he was going to put the Coke back in Coke, the Coke back in Coca-Cola, the cocaine back in Coca-Cola. He was going to buy that. And then... uh, just little cartoons, things like that. And it's been quite amusing. He's added a lot to the site. And one of the people who've benefited, um, I got, oh, and an interesting thing. You know I'm on Birdwatch, which is the yeah. group of people who monitor tweets. And the Birdwatch requests have gotten more and more ludicrous. I mean, like six people commented in Birdwatch on Elon's tweet. And Elon's tweet was something just stupid. It was like something fun and stupid. And these people are taking it so desperately serious. Uh, it, it's just funny to watch the circus. So, which brings us to real James Woods. You know who James Woods is, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. I haven't and seen much of him lately. He hasn't been acting he, lately, but yeah. He's insanely far right. He's, he's very far oh, yeah. right. But he started tweeting other things, like adoptable puppies. <laughs> oh. And yeah, I, I know. Now his Twitter feed is kind of interesting. And he said on the 27th, at the end of two days of hashtag Twitter free, freedom, I've added 73,000 new followers. I don't think anybody has fully grasped the desert devastating impact the pre-election suppression of free speech has had on our nation. Thank you, Elon Musk. So, I mean, they're releasing accounts. They're reversing a lot of shadow banning. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but they're all going to, there's going to be a lot of people losing their jobs. And now, hey, James Woods is up to 2.5 million followers. Again, his politics aside, it's just part of the circus. And speaking of the circus, which is Twitter, Elon, somebody, a friend of Elon's, said he has selected a new um, CEO that is going to replace mm-hmm. Parag Agrawal, who's the current CEO. Um, and his $44 billion in acquisition supposedly was highly leveraged with loans. And that's interesting. And I I understand from one thing that I read that Morgan Stanley was one of the companies that helped him do it, which is interesting. Okay. Um, But, 
you know, the deal has closed, I think. No, the deal is closing. The current CEO is going to get, because of his contract, a clause in his contract, $38.7 million <laughs> as a golden Yeah, parachute. that's not too terrible. That's not, not a bad terrible. parachute to go yeah, on. That's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, Elon has some big ideas. Reuters was reporting um, a way to monetize tweets, um, maybe charging a fee when third-party websites quote or embed tweets from verified accounts, which would be a great idea, especially if they give verified accounts a, a little taste of that. That would be wonderful because my, my tweets are in stories all the time, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> Um, he's found some other ways to monetize the site because technically of all the social media sites, Twitter is the least monetized. Uh, their gross margins are much lower than Facebook or Pinterest. So he's looking at more cost-effective ways to run the company, to bring in more revenue. And all the while he's retweeting SpaceX who's doing great things. You know, bravo, Elon, you know, Asperger's or whatever you got or whatever your problems are, good for you. I mean, he's a unique individual that's fascinating. And yeah, he's he's, making he's a, he really is. And, you know, then people have always, now they're complaining, oh, billionaires own the media. Oh, no, that's terrible because billionaires own the media. Then, then everything's going to change and it's going to be different and, and only the billionaires' ideas are going to go across. And that's just butt backwards. Let's, it's ass backwards. We can say that now. Because in the middle of the 20th, 20th century, news outlets were owned by a few wealthy families. I mean, William Randolph Hearst, Joseph Pulitzer, Cyrus McCormick. I mean, huge empires. The Grahams owned the Washington Post before Jeff Bezos bought it. The Chandlers owned the L.A. Times. The Taylors owned the Boston Globe. And the Salzburgers owned and still own the New York Times. These are the richest, the Cox family. If you have Cox cable TV, hey, that's a family. So, you know, think about it. These are the people who own media networks. Why? Because they can afford it. <laughs> And privately, yeah. Owned. I mean, it's a ridiculously expensive. <laughs> right? Go ahead. Yeah, it's an expensive business to own. No, I was going to say it's an incredibly expensive business to own, especially in these days when not many people are reading newspapers or you know the expense of running a printing press, uh, and not just a little. Well, actually, press, that but makes it cheaper, Times, Mark. You know, the, that makes it cheaper if you don't have to run a printing. What makes press. it cheaper? If you don't, no, that's have what to I'm saying. The cost press. of yeah. running, yeah. Right, you know that's what exactly what I'm saying. That the the cost of running the old printing presses and things like that was extraordinarily expensive. The only people that could actually afford that were people that were wealthy. You know, who, it's, what are we going to band six of our friends together and buy the Los Angeles Times? That's just not going to happen. I like so, it. I uh, like it. Yeah. Well, I was in on one of the groups who were bidding for the L.A. Dodgers, so there was that. So that's kind of cool. Oh. We we didn't make it, but you know, interesting. But yeah, so it's yeah, no well, great I bid 40, threat, folks. forty-two billion. No, I bid. Yeah, I know, Mark, but they, they're not uh, taking the layaway plan. 
<laughs> over 30 years. They're just not yeah, going to exactly. do it. <laughs> I, yeah, 30 years, it was it was like 3,000 years or whatever the math worked out to be. Yeah, they're uh, not doing that. So anyway, yeah. so that was the story. on Elon uh, leveraged yeah. it and made it happen, and yeah. God bless him. So success to him. Now, you yeah, came up with him. an interesting story. Um, um, I subscribe to a service called Delete Me, which I pay for, and I'm very happy. And it removes right. my private information from search results and those people search and, you know, all those websites that uh, have your information. You came up with a story about Google that's going to help out with that, too. Well, I think, didn't, did we not have, I thought we were talking about Microsoft next. Oh, Google, you're right. I'm sorry. So uh, apparently Google can now remove your phone number and your addresses. So they're talking about a way of doing that. Uh, you know, the internet is always giving, you know, you can Google yourself and find all kinds of frightening information on yourself. Uh, phone numbers, addresses, financial worth, you know, a, a number of issues that you don't necessarily want there. So you can now request personal contact information like your phone number, your email address, your physical address, as well as your login info from a Google search and, and, and more. Now, and but unfortunately, that doesn't remove from anyone else that has that information. So if you go to another search service or you just search the internet for a name, it's only going to remove Google support pages, but it won't remove it from right. from uh, other places. Users can actually get to a thousand URLs in a form, though, and ask that URL contains personal identifiable information to be removed. So uh, again, and they also, by the way, Google won't necessarily approve every request. Uh, they say when we remove, we receive removal requests, we will evaluate all content on the web page to ensure that we're not limiting the availability of other information. Don't know what that means. That is broadly useful for instances in news articles. And uh, on their so, form, uh, yeah. users can submit up to a thousand URLs. <laughs> but right, yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. As, as we all know, um, I know Delete Me patrols over two hundred websites to keep my, my information out. And right. if you go to a website and you see your information on that website, by law, they have to have a removal request on that website. So by going through Google, I think you're just taking two steps. I, I personally don't see the benefit because just if you're on a website, you see your info, you add, there's a removal request link somewhere. Find it. Do yeah. it. And that way, you yeah. know it's done. You know, I mean, I guess there's no downside to having them do it. But, you know, like we talked about, it won't remove everything from everywhere. So, and a lot of people just don't bother with it. You know, they see, they type their name or something, and then they look at it and go, oh, okay. Now, does delete me? Have you found that that actually works well? Oh, it works. So, it shocks me how well it works. It's... Uh, I go to websites, you know, when I'm looking uh, for certain people, you know, when I email people, when I do business with people, I always Google them first. And if I'm on one of those websites where I do find all their information, I'll run my name and there's nothing, absolutely right. nothing on me. And, and that's important. Yes, my information is probably already still out there, but it's not currently circulating. And, you know, yeah. doxing is a big deal these days. Somebody doesn't like you. Somebody has an ax to grind. They can find you and harass the hell yep. out of you. 
So yeah, very difficult. Yep. So okay. Yeah, so I think uh, this is a good thing, but be proactive. If you see your stuff on a website, ask them to remove it. There you go. All right. So apparently, this is interesting. Microsoft is adding a free VPN to the Edge browser. Uh, they said that there'll be a security upgrade in the form of a VPN uh, powered by Cloudflare. Uh, Flare, rather. As a XDA developer reports, the new VPN feature is called Microsoft Edge Security Network. It's expected to work similarly to Cloudflare's 1.1.1.1 service. Uh, when it's enabled, it will encrypt all data and keep your location private by using a virtual IP address. Uh, they will collect diagnostic and support information, and then it'll be deleted every 25 hours from there. They say it's a free service, but the data is limited to one gigabyte per month, uh, and uh, that I think is a pretty good thing. You know, it'll become well, an know, extra it's, feature. It's interesting because we use my husband uses a VPN more than I do, um, mm -hmm. because I'm on the experiment that Google knows everything about me. Just as I just Google, I've given up. Google can have it. But when he uses his yeah, VPN, right. and he uses a legit VPN, I mean, it's it's one that a lot, it's one of the top ones um, that our family uses. There are some websites that just won't let you in if you're on a VPN. So yeah, that's I, true. I don't know how this will work with Microsoft's secure network. It'll be interesting to see. Well, I know Cloudflare uh, is accepted for some reason. So it'll right. be interesting to see how the combination works. You know, and Microsoft Edge is not really caught on that much currently. So while I, I have it and I use it periodically, but I tend to go to uh, Google Chrome for my searching. But this might be enough of a reason to go use Microsoft Edge. Uh, and it's actually a very, very good browser, I have to say. Uh, they're kind of eliminating Internet Explorer that's going away and has been replaced by Microsoft Edge. And a lot of websites you can't even go to now if you're still using Internet Explorer. But um, Edge having this extra feature probably is a good reason to uh, go ahead and do that. I don't think Google has anything like this, do they? No. Oh, yes, actually yeah. they do. With Google One subscription, which I have, I'm entitled to a free VPN. But, you know, hey, oh, okay. that's when I draw the line. The purpose of the VPN is to stay hidden. And right. even though I give a lot of information to Google, why should I give them the entire keys to the house and the security codes? You know, no. Right. Uh, if I want to use it, I'll buy one that's worth spending the money for a good... I use ExpressVPN. I get no discounts, no deals. They've worked really well for me in the past. So... Yeah, I won't okay. use the free one. All right. on uh, my so you've account. Okay, uh, you've had a story about you know a lot of us worry about our old devices and things. The batteries go bad. Things happen to them. They don't work the way they used to. Uh, you found something that can extend the life by using power banks. How does that work? Well, long story short, duh. I had never thought about this. You know, a lot of people are used to using their devices while they're plugged in right? It's, but, but a lot of us don't do it because we've been told, you know, it's going to burn out your battery, blah, 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 day-to-day -day use, not a good thing. You know, even iPads, laptops, things like that. You can now buy huge power banks for not a whole lot of money. 
Uh, the article in Tech Radar that I've read, the guy had a 20,000 milliampere. I mean, that's a lot. At that capacity, he can charge up his iPad's 9,720 milliampere battery twice. So if the reason you're going to stop using a device or considering getting a new one is because that battery is dying, A, you could go to iFixit and get a new battery put in. But if not, just get a portable charger, a power bank. And easy to use when you're traveling, easy to use when you're moving around. Um, Of course, you have to carry it, and they're not light. But it's a perfect solution. Consider doing that because a lot of people on their tablets are constantly charging up. And that's usually the first thing to go is that power, you know, power absorption on the battery. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, uh, Consumer Reports did a story about hacking into home security systems like Ring, Simply Safe, uh, other ones. You know, and I think we all worry about that. We've heard these horrible stories about how uh, someone hacks into a child nanny cam thing and starts talking to a child or hacks into your system. So uh, apparently it doesn't work very well. Well, you know, in the latest Scream movie, there's a scene yeah. of the killer disabling the home security system to get inside a victim's house, right. which is incredibly scary. And it's a legitimate concern, truly. Consumer re- Reports tested a bunch of DIY home security systems, and it seems they're pretty easy to jam. A burglar can use a laptop and a portable RF radio frequency transceiver to block the signals from the door, window, or motion sensors and enter a home without triggering the alarm. Um, It's worth noting any wireless device can be jammed. So no matter what system you're using, be it RF, you know, be it, what are some of the other ones they use? Zigbee in home security systems. Yeah, they can all be hacked. Easy. They can jam it and break into your house. Yeah, I mean, I have a device. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I have a device, uh, a home security system, and I can, as many do, you can arm, disarm, do different things from your phone to be able to get in and turn off your security system. So if someone hacks your phone and finds your security system on your phone, they're going to be able to turn your alarm off and on. So it's not that out of, you know, not out of the realm of possibility that that could absolutely happen, which is a little frightening. Now, Consumer Reports did find Blue by ADT, Echo B. Now, Echo B is a wireless system. Honeywell Home, Mm -hmm. Kangaroo, and Uma successfully resisted the jamming. So that from the technique that Consumer Reports was using. But honestly, the safest thing to do is to have a wired, old-fashioned system. That is the hardest thing for them. Am I correct? You have a wired system, do you not? I do, yeah. Yeah, and and the wires, you, you try and hide them as best you can. But, you know, wireless is just fraught with the open doors that's it simple yeah yeah so yeah it's a tough be, one be very yeah, be careful double double careful about what you install and put your reliability into because you never know if these things are actually going to work when push comes to shove and you don't want to worry about it then yeah definitely so, not how can uh, we se- right. uh help ukraine well you know it's very interesting the word 
drags on and you know we we seem to not be getting quite as much information as we were early on you know the first two weeks of uh, the ukrainian situation in russia every other news story was about that now that's kind of gone on at least in the u.s on the back burner you have to kind of look for it right now which is unfortunate but you may want to support you know the ukraine and and help the people of ukraine so these are some of the apps that i found that if you're going to use these kind of apps they help the ukrainian people so there's one called deposit photo that offers royalty-free stock photos vector images videos music and sound effects uh over 231 million files are available they give you a lot of filtering options uh the subscription monthly is 36 dollars a month that'll give you 25 images the number then carries over to the next month and gives you lifelong rights to use the digital content uh you can also go without a subscription in the service and uh, do 14 bucks for 100 images on and so on and so forth uh, deposit photo actually has offices around the world but they were founded in 2009 in Kiev, and a majority of the staff is still in the Ukraine. So, you know, when you support that app, you're actually supporting the Ukrainian people. So that's kind of nice. Uh, there's another one called Grammarly, uh, which does not only correct your grammar, but it can train you to be a better writer. So if you're a writer or you're uh, just yeah, someone you know, honestly, wants to use Honestly, I'm for a school. writer. I tried Grammarly, and no, I didn't, didn't like work it. Didn't work well? But, well, it, I'm a writer. That's what I do for a living. I could tell you that 90% right. of the articles I read on the internet every day could benefit from Grammarly, right? but it didn't help me. So it depends on your level of, you know, English was my right. major. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that's another company that supports the Ukraine. Uh, Gemini 2 uh, is a maker of mostly Mac utilities, uh, among which is Gemini 2. It's a duplication file and wiper for Macs. Um, and they are another company that you can take a look at. They work remotely, and the company has donated funds and volunteers on-site support to the defense of the Ukraine. So that's pretty cool. Um, Preply, I'm not I'm not familiar with Preply, but it's for learning languages. It gives live language lessons from a dollar to forty bucks um, uh, per hour, and they say they stand with the Ukraine and donated a portion of its profits to both the military and humanitarian efforts in the uh, Ukraine uh, region. So take a look at that. Uh, this one I like. Pet Cubes Bites Too Light. Uh, PetCube makes webcams designed to help you keep track of your animal companions and, and interact with them. It includes a remote-controlled laser pointer you can use to play uh -huh. with a cat, uh, which is kind kind of fun. Uh, and uh, overall, it's easy to use, and you know you can kind of watch your dog. We had some friends over for dinner the other night, and he's on his cell phone. And we're going, what is that noise? Oh, I'm just watching my dog in the background. Which, by the way, I thought was a little bit rude to begin with. But that is rude. Their dog I mean, he's and, that bored yeah. at your house. He has to sit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm ah, giving him free him food, food and he's watching his dog. Yeah, I would have yeah, given exactly. him Well, we did eventually. Uh, but they also support <laughs> uh, the Ukrainian cities and stuff. And uh, so there's a lot of different ways that you can, you know, look for apps that will help in the um, in the war effort for the Ukraine. And uh, we're apparently just about to try to send them another, th was it $30 billion? Is that what I saw? Oh, this, uh, I'm uh, sorry, we, we won't discuss that, but... That's out of control. Why aren't they issuing Ukraine war bonds? Because tons of people would support that. I mean, people want the Ukrainian right. people to win. People would buy these bonds, and government bonds are generally safe. 
Um, yep. Why they're not doing it, I don't understand. What are they going to do? Just print the money? I don't know. Well, apparently. Uh, yeah. but so it, was a lot, it seemed like a lot of money to me, too. Yeah. I mean, like the series um, I bonds that came just came out are, whoa, the, the interest is crazy high. So, yep. yeah, make another bond. Simple. Yeah. There you go. Uh, you heard it from Marsha directly. Um, all right. So you've, you've had an interesting story about dumb tech myths. What well, kind of stuff so did you find? There's so many stupid tech myths that, that we can't right. go through all of them. But I'll give you and, – and you pick out some of your favorite and, and we'll talk about okay. it. But my favorite will be cutting the cord will save you tons of money. Mark yeah. and I were traveling through CES maybe a decade ago. And they started with all the streaming services, you know, whoever right. it was that was first. And we're walking around, it's $10 here and it's $20 there. It's $10 here, it's $5 there. And right. think about it. Think about how this adds up. The cost of having a minor tier on all the services, you know, ABC, CBS, NBC, Peacock, um, HBO Max, Prime Video, Netflix, all the all the things. If you want to subscribe to all of that, uh, PC Mag came up with the number. If you have a low tier, you're still going to spend close to nine hundred and eighty dollars per year. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? Yeah, it may be cheaper than cable, or you know, with a DVR, or live streaming TV service, but still. You won't have access to everything no matter which way you go. No. Uh, you're, you're so busy and and also privacy. I'll give you the next one, Mark, but privacy. You know, it. You're, if you use the incognito mode in your browser, right. yeah, you're not that anonymous. They know. It may erase the cookies and tracking data after you close a window, but it doesn't stop websites from knowing where you're going. So there's that. What well, have you uh, the one I, yeah, I mean, the interesting one that I saw, which is uh, people probably think this, I'm too small, nobody's going to try to hack or get my personal information. Right. Uh, not true. <laughs> not true. Because if they get your credit card, you know, let's say you've got a credit card and most people have a credit card limit of, let's say, 1000 to $25,000. So the, the credit card company gives you the use of that. Well, if you've got a credit card with five grand, somebody sure is going to, you know, they'll hack into it. They'll take your five grand and they'll walk away. Uh, data breaches, you know, the, where they can find your social security number. So don't think that just because you are not Elon Musk, that you don't have to be careful about the, uh, you know, your privacy and people hacking into it. So I thought that that was something kind of interesting. Well, yeah, regular people's information is just as valuable because or even more valuable because regular people probably don't have all the security set up that, right. you know, the big names do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another one was what? Uh, batteries. Batteries developing a memory. In the old days, right. we used to think that, 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 that you charge it and they do that. These days, I mean, they tell you, and it's always confusing, don't ever charge your battery on your phone or your device to 100%. Don't let it go below 20%. That's just for the extension of the life of your battery. But they don't really retain a memory like they did when they were exactly. NICAD batteries. But it does affect the life of the battery. But the, there's no memory. Right. You're absolutely right. Right. 
So exactly. I still and they I, don't, don't, by the I way, charge before twenty percent and I charge to about eighty, eighty five percent. Right. And the interesting thing is, and the iPhone does this, and I'm sure the Androids do it, your smartphone uh, will actually stop charging before it hits 100%. Your iPhone or your Android phones, they will never overload. So don't worry about that being catching fire or something. Yeah, but that's only if you have the latest or greatest, which most people have learned do not have, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's 100% true. That's exactly right. Uh, So that was any others you want to hit on there? No, I, you know, I think there's plenty of ridiculous tech myths. If there's any that you guys are interested in, by the way, if you like the topics we talk about each week on the podcast, um, I tweet them out with the hashtag tech radio so you can read further on the stories. So we, we don't have time to give you the long story on everything, but you know, what can I say? It's all on Twitter. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I came across TJ McHugh, who's one of my editors on my tech books, uh, posted something on Forbes about screenshotting on Windows. Now, a lot of us, I, I, I pin the screenshot snipping tool to the bottom bar of my screen. But it also has snip and sketch, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, oops. <laughs> Yeah. Go ahead, finish your story, and then I'll go from there. Okay, and you know, start. You can do it in a couple of different ways, but the easiest way, and it blew me away. Um, you ever notice that PRT space SC, which used to be print screen at yeah, the top sure. of your keyboard? Did you know that that will now do a screenshot? Yeah, the I way, think I did know that. Yeah. The way you do that. Okay, if you tap on it and nothing works, uh, you know, nothing happens, click the Windows key on your keyboard. Then use the little gear icon in the lower corner, which opens up the settings window. From there, you click ease of access, then keyboard. You're going to have to scroll down and it'll be on the left navigation area keyboard. And then you will see the print screen toggle highlighted um if yours isn't highlighted mine was off by default but i just tapped it closed the window and a magic now if i tap print screen a little snip and sketch window opens up and i can do more what, what it does is um it'll bring whatever you've selected off the screen for your screenshot into the clipboard and you can just paste it anywhere. So that's how you activate Snip and Sketch. Snip and Sketch? Yeah. Okay. Snip and Sketch on Windows. And it works great. I've been using it. There you go. Thank you, TJ. All right, cool. There you go. All right, so a company uh, by the name of Drio, 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 uh, sent me, you know, we've all been concerned, needless to say, the last two years about air quality. And, you know, the air you breathe and people come over to your house and is it safe? And am I going to catch COVID when they walk in the door and so on and so forth? So a lot of um, air purifying systems have come out and they sent me this system. It's called their uh, Drio Macro Pro. It sells for about $149 on um I think it's on Amazon. You can get it. And it's one of the things I like about it. It has a wide range 
of coverage in their house, and it just takes a few minutes for the device to actually clear different spaces. For example, 100 square feet clears the air in four and a half minutes, uh, 300 square feet, 13 minutes. So it just takes a few minutes before the actual air in your house gets cleared away. And a lot of one of the things I particularly like about this system was that a lot of these air filters are very noisy. So when you turn them on, you hear the humming and the whatever. This has a couple of modes on it. One is a quiet mode, which doesn't work quite as powerfully, but if you don't want to disrupt sound, you just flip on the quiet mode and it will start clearing up the air. And if you're really concerned about the, you know, the air quality in your house, then you can turn it on to the more powerful mode, which is a little bit uh, noisier. But overall, it works really well. It's very small, very compact. You can move it easily from room to room. Uh, you can change the filter system. Um, and I can't remember quite how long the filters work, but that's something you certainly want to do. So if you're looking for a relatively inexpensive way to keep the house air clean, and you're worried about all the crazy things, and it's not just about COVID, it's about anything else too. It will purify the air in just a couple of minutes. You can pick it up on um, Amazon for around $149.99 and it's a nice looking, it's not intrusive thing. So uh, that is the buy. Again, uh, the Drio Macro Pro True HEPA air filter and purifier. So Priya. Uh, uh, Priya. Priya, what did I say? D-R-E-A. Drea. D-R-E-O, not D-R-E-A, D-R-E-O. Oh, you typed it wrong for me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, D-R-E, sorry, D-R-E-O. If I typed it wrong, yeah, it's actually Got it. uh, Drio. Uh, and uh, well, uh, that is available. There's another thing. If you're looking for an air purifier, of which the Drio is a HEPA filter, but yes. there are a lot of air purifiers around, hundreds of bazillions of them. Um, I wrote a post on my mcollier.com. Uh, blogspot.com about air purifiers not HEPA filters but right. it's really important to keep these in your house and the California Air Resources Board has a web page and all you have to do is California approved air purifiers and they actually tested out these uh, air purifiers to be sure they're not putting too much ozone in the air or whatever um, and it's a very valuable resource if you're looking to buy a, an air purifier. So do that there you too. Go. Um, all right. So we've got about seven minutes or so left here for the end of the show. Uh, tell us they're replacing classic light bulbs. Oh, this is, uh, okay. It's, it's a big deal. There was a giant, giant message about how important it was that incandescent light bulbs are going to be gone and it's it's 19th century technology and granted i did did some research on on the thing and yeah they do use more watts i will grant you mm -hmm. i looked it up um you know a 60 watt incandescent bulb you can get an led that's uh seven watts for the same energy but right. have you tried those CFLs? I hate CFL bulbs. Those are the ones with the little pigtails. Have you tried those? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't like those either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've been using the LEDs, which seem to be much brighter and last a whole lot longer. We replaced all the canned lights in our house with LEDs. Ugh. And uh, I like the LEDs. Yeah. Yeah, They're the good. Thing. I checked on Amazon. Price-wise, they're comparable only because you'll burn through more incandescent bulbs than you, you know, for the same length of time you'll have an LED. 
That's one thing. Right. Second thing, um, I don't like the LEDs for three-way bulbs. Do you use any three-ways in your house? No, not in a long time. The old kind of lamps where you flipped it three different lights. No, I haven't used those in years. Yeah, I have a bunch of those because I, I, I have and I have uh, vintage lamps that uh, <laughs> I have right, these fancy exactly. lamps, but they're vintage. Exactly. But anyway, if you need those. Do go to Amazon now and buy them because bottom line. And the last thing in that story is the Americans will save three million billion, excuse me, a billion. year. Three billion. Yeah. A year on utility bills. Well, they're not cool. with my power company, I'll tell you that. Yeah, exactly. But what I did is I looked up the population of the United States in tw- estimated in 2022, which is 332,403,650 people. And I divided it up, and that means you're going to save $9 a year. So <clears throat> more government baloney. Go do something that is important. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, should we should we skip ahead? We've got a, a few minutes left. Uh, uh, and go to TV and streaming. Sure. We talked a little bit sure. earlier about uh, some of the streaming. But there are some sources that, that are good to find. If you're always trying to figure out, you know, I'm endlessly watching new shows, and then I forget about them. I just, oh, God, I completely forgot that one was on. And this one just came back from two years later. And so if you're looking for streaming movies or shows you want to watch, there's a couple of apps that might be able to help you out. Uh, the first one is called Just Watch. It's free at the Apple Store. Uh, it has a number of useful streaming search tools in one location. You can create a unified watch list across uh, different services or your uh, app will directly launch to your desired service. Uh, your account can give you personal recommendations if you want. You don't have to rely on uh, algorithms for your favorite show. Uh, there's a premium version for $249 per month that removes ads and enhances filtering options. So that's one. Um, there's another one called Real, R-E-E-L, Good. Real Good lets you track any shows you're interested in viewing. It's free. Uh, it gives you content between different services. You can get services like uh, IMDB scores to let you know what the quality of the uh, program you're watching is based on their opinions. That's Real Good. Uh, the old, boy, I've heard of this one, Marsha, TV Guide. Yep. TV Guide, which has been around for a thousand years. Uh, well, there's a TV Guide, a free app on TV Guide that's free. Uh, the site lets you track your favorite TV shows and such, and that's pretty cool. So or you uh, there's can just a do what around. I do, is I look up the movie or the show on Google, and Google right. has a knowledge page, and it gives you all the ratings from all the different sides, and it says where it's streaming, it has all the information right there. You don't need an app. It's right there on Google. <laughs> free. Yeah. Free. And it when is, you're done, you're, you can you rate it yourself. You remember what you're looking for, though. Well, kind of, right. don't you have to remember yeah. what you're uh, looking some for? New, what are you watching? I mean... What am I watching? Flight uh, Attendant is Well, this one kind of gives you, for example... Yeah, Flight right. Attendant is back, so uh, Also, the second season... Uh, there's the second season of the last season of Ozark, which is crazy and wild. I haven't seen the, the second half of it just uh, dropped yesterday. And uh, yeah, as you say, Flight Attendant is out there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that there's the, the the very controversial Laker winning times, which every person that was affiliated with the Lakers, very entertaining, but everybody that was affiliated is going, this is crap. 
you well, know, Jerry no, West nothing is that they're saying so in this, angry in about show. Jerry West is so angry about his portrayal oh, yeah. in that movie, and rightly Very so. Sad. Jerry West was a kind, a, well, he is a kind, decent person, and he said, "I'm going yes. all the way to the Supreme yes. Court." Because they besmirched my reputation. Yeah. And for those who don't know, the NBA logo, you know that basketball player in the the silhouette in the yeah, NBA logo? the logo. That is Jerry West. You don't think if he was yep. a jackass, they would have put him there. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no question about it. He was a kind and gentle guy, and they portrayed him like he's a raving lunatic. Uh, now, the show is entertaining, but... Don't go into it thinking you've learned anything that you didn't know about the Lakers before. Well, that's the problem um, with trying to learn. Are you watching Better learn... Call Saul? That just came back. I, I did. But, you know, that's the trouble with trying to learn history from watching TV. Even on the History Channel, yeah, even on true. some of these other things, they sensationalize everything so much that a lot yep. of times they go out of the realm of reality. Now, there is a discovery show on the history of fast food, and that is incredible so far i've seen the history of mcdonald's uh orville redenbacher's popcorn wendy's oh that are fun um yeah. yeah subway so they do a different fast food each time that is fascinating and they're about an hour long i've recorded the whole series i think it's the second uh se season of that that i picked up so that's and what's fascinating. the name of that again what's that called mm -hmm. I'm going to Google it because it's about fast food. So it's time to say goodbye. Okay, I have to I look. That music. sounds, yeah. All right. Well, everybody have a great week. Uh, looking forward to talking to you next weekend. Have a good one. We'll see you then. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen. We're lovely, thrilled to see you. By the way, it's called The Food That Built America. You'll enjoy right, it. Thank you. And we'll see you next week with more tips, ideas, and just basically fumbling around to make it You've laugh. been listening Bye -bye. to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. <laughs>